We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Listen, friend, God's not going to drive you to do anything, but he's going to lead you to do some things. And those things that he leads you to do, if you will obey and follow, you're going to be abundantly blessed. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. God of our tomorrows. No one knows what a day is going to bring forth. We don't even know what the next hour is going to bring forth. No one knows. But this we do know. Listen. This we do know. That we serve a God who knows tomorrow. And he knows what's going to happen. And he's going to care for us. He's going to take care of us. You see, we, we tend to anticipate bad things happening. We really do. There, there is so many uncertainties about tomorrow. And, and we worry about it. And we'll tell ourselves, no, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And as soon as we're done saying it's going to be okay, those thoughts come back. I wonder if they're not going to be okay. I wonder if things are going to turn against me. And so we anticipate. We think about tomorrow. And we are anxious about it. We have some concerns. And we worry about it. But look at what happened. Sabbath is over. That means it's about 6 o'clock Saturday afternoon or past sunset. The ladies who had been the last at the cross were also the first at the tomb. When Sabbath was over, they bought the spices to go anoint the body of Jesus. No one asked them to do that. There was no obligation to do that. It was just out of devotion to Jesus. They were still attached to Jesus, particularly to his physical being. And they went to the tomb And it was very early in the morning when they went. Now, here's the thing that perplexes me about their going to the tomb and the conversation they had among themselves. They began to talk about that great stone that was covering the mouth of the tomb, the entrance to the tomb. And they asked each other, who's going to roll that stone away? Well, I, I read that and I read that and I thought about it and I thought about it. They knew the stone was there. They had no idea who's going to move it, but they had already purchased spices and they were on their way to the tomb. I'm glad they didn't talk themselves out of it. I'm glad they kept on going. There's obstacles that we're going to face that are up ahead of us. At least we think they're ahead of us. But friends, don't allow the obstacle to stop you. Keep your eyes focused in the direction of Jesus and keep moving toward your goal. Something beautiful and wonderful is about to happen. What if those ladies had stopped halfway there and said, that's right, that big two-ton stone, who's going to move it? There's no use. Let's go see if we can get the money back for our spices. Let's return it. And, and go on home. But they didn't stop. They kept going to the tomb. And when they got to the tomb, 
they looked up, the stone was already moved away, and that that had been an obstacle, an angel was using it as a recliner. He was sitting on it. (laughs) Friends, some of the things that you're thinking about right now that are big and gigantic in your life, in your marriage, in your family, with your children, with your finances, they're looming as a great big stone, almost impassable. But I, I want to help you before I finish this message today and invite you to this table to know that God is the God of tomorrows. He's the God of the things that you don't know about, and He's going to take care of these things. We sang that just a moment ago. He's everything to me. But you can't sing it with all honesty until you are significantly aware that you are everything to him and he's going to take care of you. Jesus taught us to call him Father. We are his children and he's going to look out for us. Oh, you don't believe that, do you? Do you really believe that he's going to look out for you? He is. And he's going to take care of all your deeds. And when they got there... This is what the angel said. Go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you. I could stop right now. He is going ahead of you. Friends, he's up front. I'm going to turn over to John. Let me turn to John, just a moment. John chapter 10. Jesus is talking about him being the good shepherd. And he said that his sheep listened to his voice. We, we listen to his word. And then he calls his sheep by name. And then he leads them out. He doesn't drive them out. Listen, friend, God's not going to drive you to do anything. But he's going to lead you to do some things. And those things that he leads you to do, if you will obey and follow, you're going to be abundantly blessed. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. In verse 4 He goes on ahead of them. Friends, God is up front. He's already ahead of you. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for any of us. But when you step into tomorrow, Jesus will already be there to welcome you into tomorrow. He's there for you. He cares for you that much. You are precious in his sight. Now... We, here's what we tend to do. I have observed Christians all my adult life. I've observed them. And I've observed myself. And so I'm talking about myself. When things get rough, and things do get rough, we pray. Christians will always pray. I hope we do, at least. But this is how we do it when we, when we pray. We, we, will, we will put forth an effort to get God's attention. Somehow, we are not really up to speed on our thinking that God already has us in sight. He's already ahead of us knowing what's going to take place. And He's already, as I said, gone ahead of us and fixed it. He has moved that big obstacle. But we tend to think, now I've got to get God's attention. And we will, we will say some things to God. We will pray some things to God. And we will try to compliment God and, uh, and, and embellish that prayer. We will then think of, now, if I can just pray the right kind of prayer. If I can just 
choose and select the right words. If I can just say the right thing. Friend, God's not looking to, to listen to your words. He's looking at your heart. Is your heart in it? Are you truly seeking the Lord with all your heart? But this is how we, we're trying to get his attention. He's aloof. He's afar off. There's an emergency. I hadn't been thinking a whole lot about prayer and God, but oh my, something's happened to my family. Now I've got to get his attention. Now I've got to get God on my side. I've got to convince God that I really need him. And we get all flustered and sweaty trying to get involved and get a quick fix and a drive through McDonald's answer to our prayer right now. We've been waiting for a while. Now's the time. That's how we do it. That's how I've done it. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Okay. A friend, uh, well, uh, it wasn't a friend, but I knew this person who had undertaken a big, big project. He and another man. And uh, they knew that they did not have the skills to pull it off. And so the first thing they thought, let's hire a, a consultant. We need a consultant. And so they looked to get the very best consultant to advise them that they could get. And then they thought to themselves, after we get him, can we get on his schedule? He's an important man. All this whole metropolitan area is after him, trying to get on his schedule. Can we get on his schedule? If we do get on his schedule, can we afford him? This man is expensive. And once we get on his, on his schedule, and once, if we think we can afford him, can we convince him that this project is worthy of his attention? Well, you know that. I thought about that. I thought, you know, that's a, just about how we, we pray. You know, we need some help. We don't have the skills to handle some of the problems that have come our way. We don't. We need some help. We need some advice. We need some strength. So we get, we, we, we get to seeking the Lord. We, we get after God. We, we, we've got to get on his schedule, so to speak. We, we think we're not on his schedule. Listen, friend, you're on his schedule. He knows you. He knows the problem. You don't have to get on his schedule. You're already there, and he's listening. And then you think, well, if I get on his schedule, can I convince him Uh, that my problem is a big problem and really needs his help because God is busy and he's got thousands, millions of people just in this metropolitan area that that really need him. And uh, will he think uh, that my project is is worthy of of his involvement? And, And then if he says, yes, your project is worthy, you're on my schedule, then I think, can I afford him? Now, not that you're going to pay God for answered prayer, but you start thinking, If God does answer my prayer, what will he expect of me in return? And then we're wondering, I don't know whether I want him to answer that prayer or not. Because I don't know whether I want to do anything more than what I've done the last 10 years for the Lord. And so we reason it all out and we wonder, friend, God's way ahead of you. Did you hear me? He's gone on ahead. The stone has already been moved. You don't have a thing to worry about. God's got got his eye on you. He knows exactly where you are. 
Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that are sure to encourage your spiritual formation in Christ. Infant care is provided, and there are Sunday school classes available for all ages, so why not join us this Sunday? The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Here are three things that we must do. Now, Isaiah 64, God says these words. Before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. God knows every heart. He knows every life. He knows every problem. He knows every stone, every obstacle that is blocking you from having a happy, joyous, overcoming, victorious life. He already knows it. Before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Well, here's three things that we need to do. Number one, read it, number one. Accept your status as a child of God. You are a child of God. You have been redeemed with the blood of Jesus. God paid a tremendous price for you. You did not come cheap. You know, when we buy something, it's normally if we pay more for it, we value it more and prize it more than something that we paid less for. Well, God didn't buy you at a, at a cheap price. It was the blood of his son. You are precious in his sight. You're on his radar. He has you on his schedule. He's waiting for you to come to him in humble, open obedience so he can bless you, answer your prayer, and do something for you. But God will expect obedience out of you and putting him first, not when it's just convenient, but he's on my radar and I'm putting him first. He's put me first. Look up here. If you don't think he's put you first, he's put you first. He loves you. He cares for you. In the scripture, it says in Exodus chapter 19 that God's people are his special treasure. Whoa. Can you believe that? That you are a treasure to God? Well, you are. So that's the first thing you need to do when it comes to believing God and praying. Say it again. <laughs> Accept your status. You are a child of God. Your name is written in the book of life in heaven. Secondly, believe God's promise. Now, read that scripture with me, Mark chapter 11. Have faith in God, I tell you. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and you will have it. It will be yours. The next one, read the next one. Believe and you will see the glory of God. Has it been several days since you read a scripture? Aren't you glad you came to church today? You could read some scripture. I'm bad. I'm bad, man. I'm being bad. But this is what happens. We must believe. Now, how do we believe? It's more, than just, it's more than just reading that scripture and saying, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. 
but your prayers aren't answered. Your sick loved ones aren't healed. Your financial condition isn't met. But you say you believe that? Well, there's, there's, there's a big disparity here. If he says that and you believe that and yet nothing happens, what goes? Let me tell you how it works. By the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Taking a scripture like that, reading it over and over and over and over again out loud, and then you whisper it over and over and over again, and then you memorize it, and then you think it silently hour after hour until that scripture actually lays hold of you and you lay hold of it. And then my faith becomes strong. I be able now to believe God and trust God. Let me give you an illustration. David killed Goliath. You know the story, the Old Testament story. You learned that in Sunday school. How did that happen? David goes to the army of Israel where his brothers are. He takes their lunch to them. There's a great giant named Goliath. Every day, Goliath would come out and defy the armies of God. David didn't know what was happening, and he happened to just to be there when that big monster of a man came out. And when Goliath spoke, the armies of Israel cowered back and retreated. And David said, hey, what goes on here? What's happening? You are the armies of God. Don't you know your status? Friend, you are the church of God. Don't you know your status? David says to those army men, those soldiers, his brothers, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Meaning, who is that foreigner who is not under the covenant of God? You are under the covenant of God. But you're defeated. You're afraid. You don't know what's going to happen. You're sick. You have financial problems. You're broke. There are relationship problems. You're being so stressed and things are tearing you down. You're living in defeat. And here's Goliath marching around defying the people of God. He's a foreigner. He's not under the covenant of God. You're not a foreigner. You're the people of God under the covenant of God. Here is a teenager. Now I'll tell you something. When a teenager gets on fire for God... Look out. (laughs) The word of God was in David. It had been in David. It just didn't get in him when the crisis came. Friend, if you wait to pray, you wait to believe, you wait wait to read the word of God, you wait until the crisis comes, you'll go down in defeat. You'll go down in defeat. You're not going to be able to stand up. But if you're prepared like this young boy was... He was prepared. The word of God was in his mind. The word of God was in his central nervous system. The word of God was in his immune system. And because of that, his behavior changed. Here comes now the action. Once the word of God is implanted within you, here comes the action. Your behavior now is going to change. David had faith. Faith is the substance of things Hope for the evidence of things not seen. In other words, David saw that giant 
dead on the ground with his head chopped off before he flung the first stone. David takes that stone, he brings that giant down. Now, in our bodies, there's what is called white corpuscles. They, they pump through our body all day long, all night long. They're there to ward off viruses and flus, uh, influenza, anything that is foreign. When stress comes, difficulty comes, hard places come, those white corpuscles are depleted. There are fewer of them. They, let's say they die. And now there's a virus in my body. A virus attacks me. The white corpuscles, those little soldiers, that we'll call them, in my bloodstream aren't strong enough to ward it off. And so I come down with the flu. I've got to go to the doctor. I've got to get antibiotics to build myself back up. I don't have it within me. Now, God has given us his word. Let's say the word of God, the word of God is the white corpuscles. They're in us. But if you're not paying attention, the stresses, the difficulties, the hardships, the schedules you have to keep, you're nearly running yourself to death trying to keep up and project that same image that you've been projecting for a long time. And the word of God is being depleted. There's going to come a virus. Let's call it doubt. It's going to get inside your mind, and you're going to wonder, is God with me? Is God going to answer my prayer? Is God aloof and afar off? What's going to happen next? What is the next step that I should take? Well, those white corpuscles of the Word of God is now flowing. Your brain, your central nervous system, your immune system, and those white corpuscles, the Word of God, spots that doubt. That doubt is the Goliath. That doubt shouldn't be there. That doubt is not under the covenant of God. That doubt is a foreigner. And the word of God or those white corpuscles will attack that doubt and expel it from your body. But if you do not have the word of God in you and you're not living according to the word of God and you're not obeying the word of God, you don't have the power to resist temptation. You will fall, you will succumb, you will have doubts, you will be depressed, you will be sad, you'll be defeated. You're living a Christian life, but it isn't a happy Christian life. It isn't a joyous Christian life. Friend, you've got to have the Word of God in you. How do I get the Word of God in me? Have faith in God. I tell you, Jesus is talking. Are you listening to Jesus? I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. Read it over and over and over until it possesses you, until it gets in you, until it conquers you. You are now conquered by faith. Now you can fight those doubts, those unbeliefs, those those things that are in your heart and in your mind and in your life that are getting you down. Friend, you'll rise up in resurrection power. You will live the abundant life in Jesus Christ. Now you can pray the prayer of faith and victory be yours. Accept your status, believe the word of God, and lastly, trust the one who made the promise. Friend, God is going to do exactly what he says. How about you and me doing exactly what we say? Let's make a promise to God that we're going to give him our heart. And we're going to take his word into our heart. 
I hold the Bible symbolically over my heart with you on Sunday mornings. But friend, it's going to take more than that. It's going to take some effort on your part, some planning, some thinking, some strategizing. Now you're beginning to believe the Word of God. It's in your mind. It's in your bloodstream. It's in your central nervous system. It's in your immune system. Now you are more than conquerors through him who loved you and gave himself for you. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to the healing word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in Monday at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.